All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I am Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah begins a, a new section in the Old Testament um, that is called the, the prophets, and, and especially the major prophets. So Isaiah uh, through Daniel are the major prophets, and they're called major prophets primarily because they uh, have longer books. Uh, they wrote more material. Um, and then uh, after the major prophets is the minor prophets, uh, who are minor because their books are shorter. Um, but uh, what happens in the major and the minor prophets is that uh, chronologically, you're going to see that they're kind of going back and forth. So Isaiah uh, through Daniel um, is, is chronological. Um, so Isaiah begins his ministry in around 740 B.C., so um, before uh, Israel falls to the Assyrians, before uh, Judah falls to the Babylonians, uh, Isaiah is ministering. He's prophesying uh, during that time. Um, and then Daniel, his ministry is uh, during the exile and uh, continues on even to uh, basically post-exilic time. So after the, the Israelites are allowed to go back to uh, Israel, uh, Daniel is still prophesying. He has a long ministry. And so, but then in the minor prophets, it, it kind of restarts. And, and in fact, uh, in the minor prophets in Hosea, uh, they predate Isaiah. Uh, it can be just a little bit confusing. So uh, when you're going through the prophets, you, you kind of need to spend just a little bit of time uh, before you read the book to go into uh, the notes that uh, most Bibles, if you have a study Bible, will tell you about the date and the occasion of the, the book. Uh, these books in particular are very important to grasp the timing um, so that you can kind of understand what is going on in the nation of Israel while they're prophesying, because that's going to lead you to a, a better understanding of what is the uh, main point and what's the content of that book. Uh, so Hosea all the way through Malachi, they're uh, put in chronological order. So Hosea begins uh, somewhere around um, 800 uh, B.C., and then Malachi ends around 400 B.C., so around a 400-year period. Um, and again, they're, they're in chronological order that way. So uh, just spend just a little bit of time getting familiar with that, and that'll help you out quite a bit. So Isaiah begins in 740 B.C., and uh, you see that his call to ministry is in Isaiah chapter 6, a very important chapter in the book of Isaiah, because it, it helps us to understand a couple of important things. Um, one is about Isaiah himself, uh, that he is a person who is um, particularly uh, held apart, called by God, not because he is um, some way more righteous than others, um, but because he is willing to repent. And so uh, Isaiah responds to God as he sees this vision of God being holy and, and uh, lifted up, um, and that he is a, a, an impure person in a land of impure people that uh, needs cleansing, uh, which is the the message of Isaiah's ministry, that that uh, as we understand who God is, uh, we understand that we are not worthy of him, that we've failed him, that we ha we're sinners needing forgiveness, needing uh, cleansing, 
And Isaiah receives that through basic faith um, that he, he has repented of his sin and he receives God's grace, uh, which is uh, given to us in this vision of uh, the, the burning coals from the altar placed on his lips. So that's part of the message is understanding that uh, Israel had a, an identity that needed to um, come to a place of repentance um, and, and a place of, of a new commitment and obedience, which is primarily the message of the, the whole Bible, that, that this is our relationship with God. We're sinners, that we need healing, forgiveness, and repentance, um, and uh, to reaffirm our need uh, for God in our life. And so that's part of it. But the other part of it is uh, really, I, I don't know, maybe more important which is that God is holy, and so he is termed holy, 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 which is um, perfect holiness. It's complete holiness. And uh, throughout the book of Isaiah, what you see is uh, Isaiah talks about God. It refers to, he refers to God as the Holy One of Israel, and that's the primary terminology that he uses for God uh, throughout Isaiah, throughout this whole prophecy. And that term um, is only seen a few times outside of the book of Isaiah. So it's his predominant term for God, and it's his predominant message that God is holy. And so the book portrays God's plan for Judah, especially, uh, as a story that is headed somewhere, um, and namely toward the coming of the, the final heir of David's throne, um, who's going to be a light to the Gentiles. Um, and so Israel was created for this purpose, and it, it must be purified for those who um, destroy or, or stand in the way of that mission. And so uh, this is the, the, the basic um, pattern that you'll see in Isaiah, is that you have a theme of judgment and then a theme of salvation, and it's woven um, throughout the book. And uh, because it's not written as a, a narrative, it's not written in narrative form, there are a few places where it does dive into some narrative, into some storytelling. Um, but it's mostly um, an, what we would call an anthology or a collection of individual um, compositions or individual prophecies. And so it, it can be a little bit confusing because it continues to go back and forth uh, through these themes of judgment and salvation. Uh, and the point being that um, that God is holy and that that requires a certain judgment. Now, in Isaiah himself in, in chapter 6 experiences that when he has the burning coals placed on his lips, that he experiences that judgment that pain, the, the, the purification process, um, which it will be portrayed later on in the, in the book of Isaiah in the Messiah as a suffering servant, that he himself, this one person who's the heir of David's throne, uh, who will be Jesus that we know, um, that he will suffer intensely, uh, which is the payment that was necessary to provide the salvation. So the, the themes are tied together that God in his holiness must bring the, the punishment or the judgment or the purification uh, necessary for those who um, have disobeyed and those who have sinned against God's holiness because his holiness is so absolute. 
Um, and yet, God in his grace and in his mercy is pointing to and providing salvation. And so this is the, the main uh, theme of Isaiah. It's a long book. It's 66 chapters. Um, and Isaiah himself prophesies over the course of about 60 years. So he begins uh, in the year that King Uzziah died. We can date that uh, pretty clearly to around 740 B.C. And he continues on um, through uh, the, the kingships, um, of uh, several different kings, um, all the way to King Hezekiah. And uh, we know that he's been a well-established prophet um, and a well-respected prophet in Hezekiah's time. Uh, Hezekiah uh, lived and uh, uh, was the king uh, around uh, f- seven or 680. Uh, and so we know pretty well that Isaiah was uh, ministering or prophesying for a li- probably over 60 years. Um, and when we see, you know, what uh, Isaiah prophesies, he spends the first 39 chapters um, speaking to his uh, own uh, time, his own people during his lifetime uh, about their need for holiness, their need to repent, their need to obey and follow God. Um, during his lifetime, uh, the, the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, will fall to the Assyrians. Um, and during his lifetime, the nation of Judah, the southern kingdom, will be threatened by the Assyrians, and yet they will escape because of Hezekiah's uh, faithfulness, because Hezekiah trusts the Lord. Now, that doesn't happen automatically or, or instantly. He goes through a period of doubt. Um, and he tries to uh, find a different way, but eventually uh, Hezekiah comes to a place where he will uh, completely and absolutely trust God, and God will be faithful to him, and uh, he will prevail uh, against the Assyrians. Jerusalem will not fall to the Assyrians. In fact, the the nation of Judah will last another hundred years uh, past when uh, Israel fell. So the first uh, 39 chapters are basically Isaiah prophesying to his own people, forth-telling the word of God and warning them to be faithful. Uh, verse or uh, Chapters 40 through 55 are really um, basically talking to the exile. Um, as uh, Hezekiah uh, prevails and God prevails through Hezekiah and, and uh, secures Jerusalem, uh, something interesting happens that uh, Hezekiah is visited by Babylonian uh, officials, and they come and they see everything in Jerusalem, and Hezekiah shows them the temple and, the, and his treasuries and all that stuff. And, and uh, it's prophesied that Israel or Judah um, will finally, at some point in the future, fall to the Babylonians. And so uh, Isaiah prophesies and speaks to the Babylonian exile, uh, from chapters 40 through 55. Um, and then the, the theme shifts uh, from 56 through 66 to the return of the exile. Uh, Isaiah has a very interesting and unique um, element to it, which is he, he not only uh, predicts some of these future events um, very accurately, but he, he precisely predicts the name of the person who is going to, to uh, release Israel or release Israel from Babylon 
um, to return back to Jerusalem. Uh, the Israelites will return under the, the king uh, Cyrus, and he is named in the book of Isaiah. In fact, uh, what history records is that during the time of Cyrus, that he was shown his name in the book of Isaiah, um, which in, encouraged him uh, to uh, allow the Israelites to return back to uh, Jerusalem to rebuild it. Um, and so Isaiah has uh, three significant movements there from uh, his own lifetime to the exile to the, to the post-exilic uh, prophecy. Um, but his major issue is the holiness of God, the judgment of God, and the salvation of God. And so what you see in Isaiah is um, a very uh, precise and unique um, display of Jesus as the suffering servant. Um, and he gives many, many prophecies about Jesus. And so because uh, of that and because of all the future predictions of um, how the, the world is going to turn to God because of God's judgment and salvation, um, the New Testament um, uh, quotes Isaiah a lot. And there's a lot of quotes from Isaiah in the New Testament. He's one of the if not the most uh, quoted Old Testament books in the New Testament. Um, and so uh, you have a lot of, of uh, dependency of the New Testament uh, writers, uh, the, the Jesus' own um, understanding of, of his ministry um, is reflected in his quoting Isaiah. Uh, the apostles quote Isaiah a lot um, in reference to the, who Jesus is and was, um, and uh, it, he is, is uh, relied upon as, as a pillar of information and uh, uh, understanding of, of God's holiness and God's plan um, in the New Testament. So uh, Isaiah is a very, very important book. Can't be understated how important Isaiah is um, in Scripture, um, and uh, hopefully just some of these... Uh, Ideas that we've shared just now will help you to understand it a little bit better as you read your Bible book by book.